right. So big 420 day. I, 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 I am a dork when it comes to this stuff. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 147 of Unscripted, a very special episode, kind of like an after-school special. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Commodore of customizable calendars and cookbooks, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Uh, Things are good. We've got... Big news here at HMC. We've hired a new employee. That's always Saw exciting. That. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that's always stressful and exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about that. How about you, buddy? Doing great. Um, thank you for asking. Appreciate that. You know, And when I think of stress, I think of organizations that want to take away stress, Kirby. And mm. Do you know what organization I'm thinking about? Who's that, Bill? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Kirby. It's almost like we teed this up. It's a good, good. <laughs> it's the good strongs at Common Skew, you know. Yes. We've talked about Comiskew in the past. We know how they help modern distributors remove that friction from the buying process, and you know that's a big hot button of mine. Yeah, it's a it, and it it's a big hot button of yours, and you so eloquently talked about it. But the reality of it is, it affects everybody in business. It does, and so what Comiskew does, it really helps distributors streamline their workflow, connect their teams, impress their clients, collaborate with suppliers, and honestly, at the end of the day, grow their business. And they've really done a, a tremendous job to give uh, you as a distributor, and you are a client, Kirby, I'm yep. aware of this, mm-hmm. uh, gives you access to live inventory, order status updates, shipping notifications, electronic POs. It, it's really a seamless system that really helps you look the best to your clients. You totally do. And one of the things I love is they're constantly looking at ways to improve. Um, mm-hmm. They're always looking for new ways to serve me as a client, yep. but really ultimately allow me to serve the end user. So it's exciting. Absolutely. It's kind of like New York City. It's never fully done. Um, there's always <laughs> some construction going on. In the case of Comiskey, that's really a great thing because they are always looking to improve how the workflow works and how distributors can leverage those tools to really grow their business. So if you want to learn more about Comiskey and find out how they can help you remove friction from your workflow, mm-hmm. go ahead and visit CommonSkew.com and learn a little bit more about what they do. Absolutely. All right, Kirby, before we get started, I want to remind everybody this podcast is not only available at Promo Corner, but it's available anywhere you listen to a podcast. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts, maybe it's Google Play, maybe it's Stitcher. Goodness gracious, it might even be Spotify. Just go ahead and search Promo Corner, hit that fancy handy little subscribe button, listen in, engage, let us know what you think. I love it. Cool, man. All right, Kirby, you want to go ahead and start us off with the topic today? Yeah, sure thing. So I want to... um talk a little bit about collaboration today. Okay. Um, So one of the things, you know, you and I have been working on this. I actually, when you said it was episode 147, that kind of blew me away. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially when you understand that we do this every single Friday. So 147 Fridays in a row, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a crazy number. It is. And this collaboration with you and I, I think both of us would agree has been successful. It's been fun. Um, And I think that they are collaborations and sharing platforms can be good for building your brand, building your business. So I wanted to talk about this because I I started thinking about it. There are some secrets, I think, to being successful with collaboration. Mm -hmm. 
And but then also their struggles. Yes. And I'll give you an example of it to get us started. So sure. Um, the other day, um, you know, we have had a great collaboration, but there's also the struggle of like ego. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like the other day, I got a chance to watch you do a I think it's a deep dive yeah. with Kate Plummer. Mm-hmm. Um, great job, both of you on that. That was really fun. But it was weird. Like, like it was so cool that we have uh, worked to, together to mm-hmm. to create this. But then I'm like, oh, Bill's doing something without me. Yeah, it, uh, it hurts me I, on the inside. So I was, I was, I was cheating on you, Kirby. Yeah. I was cheating on you, and publicly too. Right. Um, but so I wanted to uh, just sort of make that joke, but a mm-hmm. little bit to say, look, what are some things that you think make any collaboration, whether it be ours or somebody else's, successful? And then what are some of the things you struggle with? And if you want, I can go first, but, but if you have thoughts, go for it. No, I'll go for it. I think okay. you, you hit the first one on the head is ego. You got to check your ego. Mm-hmm. Um, realize that um, when you and I or you and anybody are collaborating, that uh, there there's enough, uh, just like there's enough uh, blame to go around, there's also yeah. a, a, enough uh, success to go around. I always think of when um, Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys, brought in Jimmy Johnson. Right. They had an incredibly successful run over five years. They won, uh, you know, the last two years of that five-year run where they were together, they won two Super Bowls. Right. And I think, I, I think any uh, fan of professional football would agree with they were poised to probably win you know, two to four more in the next five years had they stayed together. But there just wasn't enough success for those two giant egos in the room. Uh, I think Jimmy resented Jerry uh, for always kind of taking credit for being a football guy, and Jimmy didn't respect Jerry as a football guy. as He was just the owner. I think Jerry felt like he was a major reason for the success and that Jimmy was getting all the credit in the press. And so that kind of fractured that relationship. So I think making sure you check your ego at the door um, is a critical one. You know, when I think when people say, hey, I love your podcast, I almost always uh, when they're talking about unscripted, Mm. uh, I correct them. Uh, no, that hey, without Kirby, there's not a podcast, and, mm-hmm. and I think I've said that publicly. And no, I've said it publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have said, "Hey, what if what if Kirby didn't want to do the podcast anymore?" And my answer has always been, "If one of us doesn't want to do this podcast anymore, that podcast ends. Mm-hmm. Might do a different one, sure, but unscripted dies that right. day. It's over." Yeah. Um, and so I think number one is you check your ego at the door to make sure that uh, you you can collaborate successfully. I think the second one for successful collaboration that I think of Kirby is really trying to make sure you are working uh, almost twice as hard. You work hard to make yourself as successful as possible in that collaboration, mm-hmm. but you work just as hard to elevate your partner or partners, right. um, make them shine. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing to do sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's very easy for mm-hmm. all of us as humans to talk about ourselves. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'll, I'll, call myself out on it. I think I've made it pretty clear. I said this year I wanted to focus a little more on you and your journey because I feel like over the last year or so, it's been all about me and my journey. Mm-hmm. And I got fired from this job and I'm doing this at Promo Corner and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that's all well and good, but it, it's it's a podcast with two people. And uh, I want to make sure that that uh, we both get that, that, li- that light, if that makes sense. I think those are two things is really making sure that everybody feels like they get their spot and chance in the sun. Yeah, I think one of the things that can make it difficult is, is again, go back to ego. 
you know. Yeah, um, no, 100%. So, but, but I'll actually shift that. It's communication. Um, if you were really bothered by the fact that I did a deep dive with Kate Plummer and you felt like, hey, I'm, he's taking unscripted success and leveraging it for his own personal gain without me, I would hope you would bring that up, and I think you would. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I've never done that, at yeah. least to my knowledge, and, and nor have you. I can tell you you haven't. Um, but I think if you, if you um, don't communicate – it's going to lead to a lot of assumptions and a lot of hurt feelings, and I think that can really damage the collaboration. Yeah, I think it's funny. Um, I, as we've talked about, I, I bring the topic up. I've given it thought. I actually didn't make any notes on this, but mm-hmm. you have very succinctly um, addressed some of the things that I was thinking about when I thought of the topic, and it was very much about the challenge is ego. And by the way, Mm-hmm. I have no problem. I'm excited to see you and keep oh, I know. chat. <laughs> I know. But just wanted to be clear. Um, but it was one of those things. I was like, oh, Bill's doing something. And and so it, like, even in it a good way. It feels weird, though, right? Yeah. Doesn't it feel in, weird? But in a good way, but yeah. yes, right? And so that's exciting. Um, but I think checking your ego is 100%. It's, it's the negative, but it, if you can do it, it's how you create successful collaboration. Mm-hmm. The other one I'd add, because you talked about communication, and the one that I really thought about was making the other person look good. When you focus on that, when both parties focus on that, it ends up making both parties look good. And so I think that's yep. a great point. The other one I was thinking about was understanding your role within the collaboration. Yes. And so like you and I have talked about this, um, credit where credit is due. You are the sort of the taskmaster in our collaboration. You're the one who keeps the trains running on time. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting about that is that is me in most other collaborations. Right. Right. And so I think you have very graciously taken on, quite frankly, more work in this one. Um, But it's also a sacrifice for me, and I mean that in a, not in a bad way, but for me to go, oh, okay, that's not what I'm supposed to do in this one. Right. And that's hard, right? No, absolutely. And so I think that's a big one. Share the credit um, Mm -hmm. is is exactly right. So so yeah, man, I think um, this has been, and to be clear, this has been, super fun and I'm glad. And I think people talk about it that well, you and Bill just have this, this natural chemistry. And so it just works for you. And, and I very much appreciate that as a compliment, but I also think it's a bit of a cop out. Um, it's a little bit like saying, um, you know, like natural, uh, basketball shooters. Oh, they're just good shooters. No, they put in a lot of work and a lot of thought and a lot of repetition to make themselves look like they're not trying that hard. I think, um, I'm not comparing myself to a gifted basketball shooter, but I think there, there's a lot of thought and, um, work that goes into, making this look like natural chemistry. Does that make sense? No, there's work that goes into it. And and again, you think it sounds great now, and that's awesome, and there's natural give and take. Listen to episode three. It sucked. (laughs) Um, I sucked. You sucked. And together we combined sucked. Um, So, you know, yeah, there is a natural chemistry, but there's, uh, you know, so there is is a little bit of a natural thing to it. But there's also... Um, the understanding and the work that goes into it, you know, I mean, no matter what goes on, um, podcast goes out. Yes. And, and so that's a, that's a big and, thing. And actually that's a great thing that you just mentioned, but that's a little bit of a shared, maybe mm-hmm. that's another uh, secret to success in collaboration is uh, shared values mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that sort of like shared goals, whatever, because that was something you and I talked about before we ever recorded one. 
Yep. Because we're both such big believers in consistency. If yep. if you were and I wasn't, this would never work. Absolutely. And and I and you should take a tip of the hat to you. We're both type A personalities. <laughs> it's very bold. It's very difficult for either one of us to say kind of take a back seat. Um, and so you can sit here and say you're very. Um, I was very gracious to take on the extra work. I think you were just as gracious to allow it. Mm. Um, it takes a lot of trust. Saying sure. okay, um, this is because you know when we do this together, this is both of our brands. Combined, And so you've placed a lot of trust in me not to screw up your brand and and vice versa. So I think I think that's what makes it work as well. Well, and the other thing I'd say is this is not a kumbaya moment. That's not my goal. Maybe it's kind of turning into that a little bit. But but what I I really want for this to add value to people who are thinking about doing uh, collaboration or shared platforms. These are just some things that have helped to make it work for us. And I thought that would be valuable. Uh, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right, let's cool. move on. I want to talk a couple. Let me quick things here, or at least one. So I don't know if you saw this. The um, there was some news. I think it was reported by ASI and also Promo Marketing, um, and I'm sure PPAI as well. But there was um, a story about some promotional products price fixing. You familiar with yes, this? Yes, yes. So Akil Kurji, I believe, is how you pronounce his name. He's the mm-hmm. owner and president of Gen X Media. Also has been associated with uh, PMGOA and Brandico. Uh, pled guilty on yeah. April 11th for conspiring to fix prices. Um, he is facing 10 years in prison and a $1 million fine. And the antitrust investigation into price fixing in our industry is continuing. So I wanted to just get a very quick take from you. Um, what does that look like for the industry? Is that a big giant black eye for the industry? What are you? What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, we don't condone price fixing. Uh, I'm not. We don't need to go down that road. Um, I think we can both agree we don't condone price fixing. Um, mm-hmm. But how, what do you? How do you think that makes us look as an industry? Yeah, I, I read that, and I think it was like this is the fifth person out of eleven in yep. the in the case or whatever. I. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I, I don't know if it gives our entire industry a black eye. I think that this, to me, is just one of those things where you're like, oh, that's an, uh, an isolated case. I think it's interesting to go, okay, what does price fixing really look like? Right. right? Because I think part of the idea is that there was an online company and there, mm-hmm. you know, there was uh, some level of collusion. But I also think it's like um, – that's one of those things that I, I remember when these charges were filed and I said to you, man, I yep. don't know how you prove that. Well, yep. well they did. Clearly well, they, they did. <laughs> well, they, actually, they didn't. I mean, he, he pled guilty right. before trial. So that tells me they had they had the goods on him. Exactly. So my I, I think that's one of those things that I'd love to know a few more of the details because I always wonder sometimes what, what that actually means. And yeah. I'm not trying to play naive here, but where, you know, if, if um, you have a client and they are, um, and, and this is me totally pleading ignorance here, but you have a client and they say, look, we love doing business with you, but we have to get three quotes. Yep. We Why need you, you to be the less, least yeah. expensive of it. Is that mm-hmm. price fixing? Uh, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay for pr- clients to price fix. Don't, don't don't worry about that. Yeah. So I I don't know that it has larger implications on the on yeah. the industry yet, but yeah. it, it is super interesting. So quick aside. So I don't know this guy. I don't know, uh, and I don't know if you do. Do you know him at all? No, I do not. He has reached out to me before this happened. Um, over the course of the last year, had okay. reached out to me several times to talk about some sort of business proposition. We mm. never hooked up. We never connected. Um, so for our folks at the Federal Bureau of Investigation, <laughs> um, to be very clear, we haven't. Yep. Um, 
And uh, but it, I'm, I'm glad I'm, when I read his name. I'm like, holy crap! That's the dude who's been trying to meet with me. And we'd set several meetings to talk about things, and they just never happened. Um, and uh, I'm really glad they did. <laughs> right? No, absolutely. That's a that is an interesting uh, interesting coincidence. For yeah, sure. absolutely. All right, your turn, sir. Okay. Well, I wanted to bring it back to a little bit of personal. We didn't. We specifically didn't talk about this topic last week, um, and but you wrote a blog. Uh, this uh, about not only about you trying to unplug and the success or lack of success therein, but uh, your son Mitch. Yeah. Um, it, he went through a pretty traumatic experience. Um, obviously, since you've shared it through the blog, I thought it was okay to bring up. Yep. Um, how's he doing? How you doing? What's going on? So, for those of uh, just quick backstory for those of, of people who don't, don't you know either read blogs or didn't read that particular blog or whatever, uh, I was trying to get away for the weekend, uh, Masters weekend. I was planning on going to the Masters. We talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, fell through. Um, I was already down in Georgia, but uh, the person who I was going with um, got sick and couldn't transfer tickets. It just it just wasn't it just didn't work out, and things right. like that happen. Um, and uh, you know, I'm a big believer that things happen or don't happen for a reason, and it just so happened. Um, um, about two hours after Tiger Woods uh, won the green jacket, um, and I was feeling rested and relaxed a little bit, got a frantic phone call from uh, my son, Mitch. Uh, I have 16-year-old twin boys, um, and uh, couldn't really understand what he was saying, but he was screaming through the phone. He was in pain, and there was fire involved. So uh, Sandy and I hopped in a car and drove to where he was at. And long story short, he and two of his ding-dong friends thought it would be pretty uh, pretty fun to uh, start a fire, um, which, you know, boys will be boys. I understand yep. that. And they thought it would be also fun to throw in a half-empty can, a spray aerosol can of sunscreen in said fire to see mm. what would happen. And what happened was uh, there was an explosion. Uh, obviously, the contents are under pressure, and it's, uh, the propellant is alcohol, which is very flammable and it caught uh the right side of mitch's face and hair on fire um and so we rolled up and he had uh he was his skin was bubbling he had uh singed a a good portion of the hair on his right hand side of his head off um his ear was bubbling his neck was bubbling and his face parts of it were bubbling so obviously he had some serious burns we called 911 went to the burn unit vanderbilt um and you talk about something that arrests you, mm-hmm. uh, that does, you know, seeing your your child in pain like that, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Um, thankfully, he is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, it was just, it would, I'd say just, but it was second degree burns all, all over his face and neck. And the burn doctors feel like he's going to um, come through this with minimal, if any, scarring. Um, that's going to be up to him. He's got to Thank apply sunscreen. Yeah, he's got to apply sunscreen. He's got to apply lotion and things like that. But um, it could have been a lot worse. And, um, yeah, so it was a very interesting interesting week, uh, right. to say the least. Yeah, and so he, you said he's doing doing well, and, yep. and you guys, the family's doing all right? Uh, yeah, he's he's doing he's doing great. I mean, I think you know he, he had a lot of emotions. He, he you know he was a very good patient. Um, I have mm. to give him credit for that. But he also had a lot of emotions. Um, I you know at that age, at sixteen, just about everything is predicated on how you look. Right. 
And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a very handsome young man, and I think he was very concerned that he was going to be permanently disfigured. Right. Um, and honestly, he could have been. And you know what? He still might be. Uh, he, he, is, he is a redheaded, uh, pale boy because he's a Petri. And, you know, that actually helped with his healing. Believe it or not, the less pigment you have in your skin, the less likely you have a chance of scarring from a burn, oh, which I didn't sense, know. Actually. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, so you know he's got splotchy pink skin right now, where the where the burns were, and because it's basically baby skin now. I mean, it's right. it's it's very raw skin, and so he's got to apply lotion and things like that. Again, that's it's going to be up to him. Um, and uh, he uh, was worried about going back to school, I think. Um, and you know, would people make fun of him and um, things like that? But I, you know, the one thing he has always been that kid. Uh, to push boundaries, you know, right. and anybody who has kids, you know, you, if you have more than one, you generally have one kid that will, you know, <laughs> cause you your hair to fall out, cause your hair to turn gray and all those other things. And, and Mitch is definitely that kid. Yeah. Um, sorry, mom and dad. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and, and uh, so, you know, it was the first time um, I can ever remember him actually taking responsibility for a mistake he's made, which is a good thing. So, you know, you hope that the good that comes out of it is he's learned a valuable lesson. Um, I wrote in the blog that, unfortunately, boys are wired to shoot, ready, aim. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to do something. What did I just do? How do I cover it up? I mean, I think that's generally how boys think. Um but he's doing much better, you know, and as I told even Sandy, uh, during the night it happened, and obviously it was very upsetting to us, and we, he spent the night in the hospital, and you're scared and all those things. And I, she said, I'm just so shocked this happened. And I said, you know what? I'm absolutely not shocked this happened. I'm, I'm shocked it hadn't happened earlier, and I'm shocked. I, I'm very pleased that maybe this is the lesson he needs to kind right. of scale, yeah. scale the adventures back a little bit. Yeah, well, and hopefully I, it, one of the things that you'd said in uh, in the blog, I believe, is that you, he wanted somebody to learn from him. And so that's sometimes yeah. that's the best teacher. So good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he was very clear he wanted me to write about it and share it. So thank you for asking. Anybody, everybody who was very concerned, thank you very much. Yep. He is uh, on the mend, and I appreciate that. Let's talk very quickly, Kirby, 420 day. <laughs> okay. So 420 was last Saturday, and I don't know how you celebrated if you sparked up a big doobie. I, yeah, no, I did not. No, but, I, I, I hey, know you. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. So big 420 day. I, 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 I am a dork when it comes to this stuff. I don't yep. understand how 420 is some sort of um, uh, moniker for cannabis and, and marijuana. I, I don't get it. I, I don't care. So I don't care to. If you can, if you know it, you can tell me. I yeah. Don't <laughs> yep. Um, fair. But what uh, what's the tie-in for promo there? I mean, it seems like this weird national holiday for people who enjoy uh, smoking. Um, I, I still call it smoking pot, and my kids yeah. make fun of me like I'm some sort of old man. Uh, Did you take a marijuana? <laughs> no. Well, it's it's now it's weed. Uh, now it's weed. Um, but I get it. So you, what's the what's the promo tie-in for that for you? Uh, oh gosh. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, we do have uh, one client. Uh, the first dispensary, I think either in the state or in our region, is in Coshocton County. Um, and we've done a little bit of work for them, but not promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's one of those where the natural piece is doing some sort of really, really cool T-shirt. Yeah. Um, it, to, and, and I think that the one of the things that's interesting about the concept of 420 is that you're not saying, I smoke weed. Right. It, is, it is saying that without 
being so over the top about it. Although at this point it's become very uh, mainstream to hear the 420 thing, but I think that would be the obvious. But again, this is not the the space that I play in a lot, so yeah. I'm open to thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't have any thoughts because again, I, you know, I I couldn't care less. I actually think smoking weed uh, or whatever. <laughs> um, I still say pot, but whatever. I still think smoking marijuana is probably um, a healthier choice than drinking. Quite honestly, I think it's far less abusive to the body. So I have no issues with it, really. I really don't. It's just never been my bag. Um, but I just think it's very interesting how these these holidays, for lack of a better term, just kind of cre- get creative of a movement, yeah. um, which I think is very interesting. And I think as more and more states legalize the recreation, recreational use of marijuana, you're going to see a lot more 420 action. And people celebrating that is kind of a, almost a revolutionary day that, you know, brought – um, the discussion of recreational use of marijuana and certainly the medicinal use um, much more in the forefront. So I think it's an uh, it's an opportunity for promo. Oh, big time! Um, and I think it's going to continue to be. So I just wanted to just touch on that. And what else I'd love to touch on, Kirby? Is What's our that? Pro- oh, Kirby, it's our promo person of the week. Yes, I'm excited really, about this. I'm really liking this little thing we're doing. It causes me to really think about who is moving and shaking things in our industry. And as we talked about just real quick, it's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promo industry. Age doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Affiliation doesn't matter. None of that matters, Kirby. But it's the one person who's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. And I really liked it. We've had Charity Gibson. Yep. We've had Mark Graham. And I've got one who maybe a lot of people don't know, and that's kind of getting me excited today. It's okay. Chris Wachowiak. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He, he is from Ronin Branding in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, met him at Expo. I think you met him at yes. SKUCon. Um, mm-hmm. I met him when he came to our unscripted uh, podcasting session on Education Day. Mm-hmm. Um, really great guy. Wears ridiculously cool white glasses that I could never pull off. But that's <laughs> but that's not why I'm talking about Chris today. He wrote a really blazingly interesting blog post that he shared yesterday, which would be Wednesday um, the 24th, about SEO. He is uh, an expert, honestly, in search engine optimization. And he basically called himself out um, and called out all SEO. Um, I don't know if you read the article or not. If you haven't, it's available on his Facebook page, and and it links right to uh, Ronan Branding and where it's at. But essentially... um, does SEO stand for search engine optimization or shit everyone's overthinking? <laughs> and and he said, here's some other alternatives what SEO might really need to be standing for, which is seek experience outcomes or seek emotions out, which I love because, you know, I, I always talk about what emotions do we want to evoke. And the um, the point of his, of his blog was, you know, People are looking for this easy way to grow business. There's always you know, that magic bullet. Right. And SEO has be kind of, become kind of this buzzword. And while it's important, um, people are avoiding doing the real work of trying to connect people. Right. Um, and the, the overall message was stop chasing stats and do the real work. And he had this quote, which I love and I'm going to read. How can you, this is what you need to think about. How, how, you, how can you connect what you are offering, selling, making, doing if you cannot see the end experience and emotion felt by those who hope to use it, consume it, rent it, attend it, or buy it. And mm. I freaking 
Love that. <laughs> so he posted this in the Promotional Products Professionals page, um, got some really good traction. A lot of people you and I know and respect have chimed in on that post. But, you know, we talk about getting us to think differently about what we're doing. Um, we all use SEOs as budge, buzzword, and it really, I thought the blog post was tremendous. I thought the, th- what he, the thought he put behind it was phenomenal. And the fact that he has clients who've hired him to help with SEO and basically said, you know, I, I would say no to some of those clients. I will say mm-hmm. no to some of those clients. I thought it was just a tremendously well-written piece. And, and, and more importantly, the fact that it was well-written, it was thought-provoking. So, yeah. Chris, Chris Wachowiak, you are the promo person of the week. I, I, it's a great choice, man. Great choice. Uh, and I love that you kind of dug into the why of it. Um, Chris is. He, we, we met um, over a love of a similar camera that we both had. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah, very thoughtful, very talented guy. And I think a superb choice for the promo person of the week. Good job. So, Chris, your virtual box of endless high fives are in the mail. Look for them quickly. (laughs) Kirby, you know what else you should look for? What's that, Bill? Oh, that would be the classic line of Tervis tumblers. You're a big fan of Tervis, aren't you? Of course I am. And you know Tervis has been around since 1946, starting with that classic line, right? It's that sleek style. It makes a perfect, uh, perfect beverage holder for that active and on-the-go lifestyle. It's the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps the cold drinks cold and reduces that condensation. I remember the first time I held a Tervis, I was, it was a magical experience because like, uh, living in Texas, you know, uh, glasses are always sweating. You have a glass yes. of ice water or iced tea, and it's always sweating, and the Tervis didn't do that. I thought it was amazing. So as you know, it's the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware. It's wonderful. It's available in several sizes, including a sippy cup, which I, I did not realize, um, a wine glass, both stemmed and stemless 10 ounce uh, 10 ounce uh, mug a 16 ounce mug um, tumblers 16 ounce 24 ounce and a 24 ounce water bottle it's made from that triton plastic you can take nolan ryan and have him throw that turvis tumbler against a brick wall and I'm pretty sure the brick wall would crumble. That's how strong a Tervis is. Okay, that is not that is not a real commercial endorsement. That, that the, the but the Tervis won't break. It's it's almost indestructible. Yes. Made in America, lifetime guarantee, dishwasher and microwave safe, and, and BPA free. So they have a Q2 promo um, special. It includes two of their most popular items, both the 12 ounce stainless tumbler uh, tumbler and the 24 ounce classic tumbler and it's on special now through june 30th so go ahead and visit tervis promos that's with a p-e and an s tervispromos.com for more information get that q2 special that's a perfect time of the year for that special too really is all right kirby are you ready to do a little bit of fill in the blank yes sir yes sir do you have a theme today i do I all do. right why don't the, you go ahead and lead us off yeah the nfl draft is in nashville it is uh, so it's right right in your backyard there yep. and i will say so, as a side note this yep. is why the nfl is amazing is they've made primetime television out of picking teams yep um so let's um let's jump into this so let's jump in kirby Assuming that you yeah. have watched the NFL draft, yes. your favorite part of watching it is? When it's over. I, 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 <laughs> here's the thing. I do, you know, kudos to the NFL for, you know, like you said, making a primetime TV show out of nothing. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I do like to see where people are picked, but it, it drags on a little bit too long for me. Um, it's one of those things. It's like, I love football. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love football. But it's kind of like I get excited for that first preseason game of the year. And then after about five minutes, I'm like, why am I watching this shit? Um, <laughs> these, are, these are a bunch of guys that are going to be working at 7-Eleven in three weeks. So um, I, I, I'm excited when it's over. 
Um, I'm not going to say anything else because I assume the whole thing's about the draft. So it, I'm, gonna, it is. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to answer anything else. Okay, cool. Kirby, I've got a great theme this week. It's called home cooking. Home cooking is the okay. theme this week. Kirby, when you think of Sunday dinners as a young lad in Coshocton, Ohio, mm-hmm. you think of blank. Roast beef, m- mashed potatoes, and noodles. You know what? <laughs> I, I am, I've come to the realization that no matter what food question <laughs> I ask you, that is almost guaranteed to be your answer. Yeah, well, again, when you think of home cooking, things that bring me warmth, things that bring me joy, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes and noodles are going to be a part of it, but roast beef was a part of that too. Right. And so, yeah, that is... And and by the way, the yep. reason that you you get that answer a lot is because you're like, okay, what what sort of meal brings you joy in whatever holiday right. it is? That's the answer. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, so the amount of time you will spend watching the NFL draft this weekend will be. I don't know because I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to attend the draft. I was going to wonder that. Yeah, I so didn't I, want to ask. But uh, yeah, are you no. going to be asking that, or can nope, I? Go ahead? No, okay. I'm not. Go for it. So, so here's the deal. Um, want to go? Want to take the kids to go? Um, was was planning on pulling them out of school to go? Well, Mitch has missed five days because he, you know, burned his face off. So. <laughs> You know, not gonna. You know, don't feel great about pulling them out of school. You've been to downtown Nashville, and anybody yeah. who's been to downtown Nashville, it's 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 growing wildly, but it's still a very small town in terms of the the downtown area. And they're expecting three hundred thousand people that are not normally there downtown. Um, and so, it's usually busy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really kind of, and they're doing it outside, and it's supposed to rain. So. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I. It's. We're recording this. It is 8:30 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, and the draft starts tonight at seven o'clock Central Time. I still don't even know if I'm going. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. Josh Robbins, who lives here in Nashville, our friend over at Vault Promotions, he and I've been texting back and forth. Do we go? Do we want to do it? Can we? Do we know anybody who's got a rooftop we can stand on? Because I don't want to be among the unwashed masses. And I, so I don't know. All right. So my take on this is, if it were in Columbus, I would go. Like yeah. it's it, it that's not about it that's uh that's a story that's an experience yeah. you should go I, I think we probably will. My concern is I don't know where we're going to park. I, 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 they, I will say the NFL has done a horrible job okay. of explaining to us locals what the F is going on um, <laughs> okay. and, how, and how to experience it unless you have some sort of corporate ticket. So okay. I will say uh, that's a big source of friction with me. Okay. Kirby! Yep. You know, cooking just isn't for moms. Dads mm-hmm. cook too. Right. Your dad was the king of making blank. My dad was is a huge, and I, I enjoy this too, but he's he grills. Like at one point, my dad had three grills, mm-hmm. um, which is absurd. But he is he is great. He is definitely a grill master. If I were to pick one thing, actually grilled tuna. Grilled um, tuna. Yeah, he, he would prepare it, uh, would marinate it in Italian dressing, and then with lemon pepper, it was delish. So Fabulous. He, I love lot, that. Yeah. I, th- I thought you might like that one. I do. Okay. Um, every year after the draft, mm-hmm. what you feel what for your beloved Dallas Cowboys? It depends on the year. Um, I will say it, Jerry Jones, we t- this is a, kind of a Jerry Jones-themed podcast, I guess. He you know, was an oil guy, not a football guy, wants to be recognized as a football guy. He is in the Hall of Fame uh, for you know, how well he's marketed football. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, I think that's really why. But I would say over the course of the last five or six years, as much as I, I – and I'm the first person to point a lot of blame at Jerry Jones as to why Dallas Cowboys haven't been as successful in the postseason, um, he has done a tremendous job and at least has surrounded himself with a team that has done a tremendous job draft- drafting. Um, really, 
some tremendous yep. players over the last, let's say, five to six years. So um, I'm usually optimistic. You know, it's hope springs eternal. You, you get excited. I, I'm not one of these New York Jets fans that groans and throws things at the commissioner when my draft pick is uh, revealed. <laughs> so I generally have hope. I, I generally have hope. I like it. Kirby casseroles can be a very scary thing for kids who don't like their foods to touch. Mm. Your favorite casserole as a youth was blank, but your least favorite casserole was blank. Yeah, I'm not a big casserole. What's funny is I don't mind food touching at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not something that I grew up. If I put all that, the, the roast beef, mashed potatoes, and noodles might be all stacked on top of so each other. So that might be a casserole. Mm-hmm. Um I would say the basic casserole that I would like is a green bean casserole. Okay. I, that doesn't bother me. I, I really like green beans, so that's good. Um, and then pretty much every other casserole you can keep. Got so. it. All right. <laughs> Fair. All right. All right. Final one. With the first pick this year, the Cowboys should. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> Sorry for all our European need, no, friends who hate football. <laughs> no, they they need some they need some help on the defensive defensive line defensive tackle, but they don't even have a first round pick this year because they traded it away for um, uh, the receiver from Oakland whose right. name escapes me. Yep. And escapes you, or you would yep. have said it. Yeah, so exactly. There you go. So, <laughs> from the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, from the Raiders. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. I, I've not followed it as much this year. I'm more just interested in where Kyler Murray's going to go. Yep. But I think that'll be solved at about 7.06 yeah. p.m. tonight when the Cardinals take him. So yep. there you go. Cool. Kirby, Kirby, you love your mom. I know you do. Yep. But the worst thing she makes is what? Is blank. You know, and this is going to sound like a cop out, but really, mom doesn't make too many uh, bad things. Like that's that's not. I mean, growing up, I remember uh, liver and onions being a thing that was served. And but one of the things I would say about my mom is, uh, once I started heavily complaining, she stopped making it. Okay. And so I really no complaints there. She like you know what I mean. Like she was very intuitive to what we liked and didn't like, and so it's all good. She she made a lot of roast beef and mashed potatoes. You know, I actually wrote down. I have I have a fifth one. It's going to be a very quick one. Okay. Your favorite. You have you make sandwiches when you're a kid, right? Everybody eats sandwiches. Yep. Your favorite type of bread is blank. Yeah, I'm just a basic wheat bread kind of guy. Wheat bread. I, yeah. I thought you might go pumpernickel, but you're going wheat. Yeah, I actually don't like pumpernickel at all. What? Uh, yeah. Well, you asked me. Um, white or wheat? I'm pretty. I'm pretty boring when it comes to the bread, and quite frankly. I think from your perspective, from all foods. So. Yeah, you, 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 are the, you are Blandy McBlanderson when it comes to food. All right, Kirby. So a little bit of rapid fire here. These are actual horrible dishes from the 1950s. The 1950s was a time of experimentation in the American home. Okay. So these are actual recipes. They were put in magazines, things like that to uh, promote various products. Now, again, there's a very simple concept, Kirby. I'm going to give you two choices, two choices only. <laughs> Simply pick one or the other. You don't need to explain yourself. You know why? There's no wrong answers just mm-hmm. pick one or the other okay are you ready sir yes apricot salad or fruitcake slices apricot salad jellied bouillon with frankfurters which is essentially hot dogs and jello yeah that sounds gross or tuna and jello pie <laughs> Jell-O pie. oh man those are both nasty i'll go tuna and jello uh reuben chowder <laughs> or ham and bananas hollandaise oh my god like, you just said I was Blandy McBlanderson, and you were throwing some of the nastiest <laughs> flavors together. Uh, banana, whatever, hammock. Uh, uh, whoa. <laughs> Hot dog fondue 
or frosted <laughs> ribbon loaf, which is essentially ham and egg filling with layers of cream cheese. Uh, fondue. Lobster relish or a shrimp sandwich roll. Ooh, shrimp roll sounds good. Banana meatloaf or lime cheese salad. <laughs> lime cheese salad, yuck. Glazed potato salad or fizzy 7-Up milk. Fizzy 7-Up milk. Franken bean bake or spinach and egg mold. Uh, Franken bean bake. All right, Kirby. Spam and limas, which is spam and lima beans, <laughs> yeah. or beer and kraut fudge cake. Yeah, I'm going spam and limas. Last one, Kirby. You're doing great. Fluffy mackerel pudding or liver sausage pineapple. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to say neither, right? Like, so uh, gross one or gross two. I'll go gross two. Okay, so again, you should have said neither. Again, I don't know how you screwed that up. Nobody would want to eat either fluffy mackerel okay. pudding or liver sausage pineapple. You should have answered neither. Again, okay. I don't understand how every week this is an issue with us, but hopefully but. one day it won't be. But you know what? It's never going to be an issue, Kirby. What's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Comiskey. The good strongs over there are absolutely dedicated to help you remove the friction from the buying process. All the way from ideation to invoicing, they are only built to help you as a distributor streamline your workflow, connect your teams, impress your clients, and collaborate with your suppliers to grow your business. You want to learn more about how CommonSkew can remove friction from your workflow? Of course you do. Head over to CommonSkew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. As always, enjoyed our little podcast time this morning. Hope you have a great NFL draft. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.